Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. This week, I want to look at how to improve hitting project deadlines for you and your team. What's the best approach to making them stick and the reasons why they don't? So let's get on with the show. Hitting the deadlines. Sounds like a basic skill for managers. You need to hit your deadlines set by yourself and your team. We are in management game to deliver results. So it would lead on naturally to have projects and tasks ready to hit on the appointed date and time you've set them. So why am I seeing such a lack of commitment to hard dates for delivering projects in some areas of the businesses I've worked in. Why do Project Gantt charts have so many red and amber lines on them? And why is the rag status of those projects not taken very seriously? And worst of all, why do managers allow their team to miss the deadlines that they've set without any consequence? Now, I'm not saying there should be a culture of fear and blame when it comes to hitting project milestones. The manager needs to support the team and clear the path to allow them to deliver on the projects that they've said they would. But there has to be a level of consequence when you miss. Or why bother planning or setting objectives? I do think it's relevant that we do have a bit of a culture of lastminute.com. Attitudes for people at work and away from work. It's all right to sort of miss it, it's okay to drift away from it. And sometimes I know there's this last minute um, culture, which means that we start to play the superheroes. We run in and we try to save the project at the last minute. I mean, myself, I love to deliver a project with seconds to spare. Makes you feel good, adds a bit of drama. But in work, we need to be consistent and reliable because at some point, those last minute approach and the scrabble to get it over the line will fail. So today, I want to go through how you can help your team get better at hitting the targets and making sure we have greens on our project plans. Uh, As with all my advice, the first you need to understand the whys. Why do people slip back on projects? And why don't we get the drive to deliver on time and in full? I think the first place to look at this is why projects are set up in the start place. I think in the first place, you need to look at why the projects are set up to start with. When I mean a project, I mean an actual project which is not run by a professional project manager. If they're missing their targets and it's their job, then you've got a deeper problem. I'm talking about the projects which are part of the the way that people in the work do things. So it's the kind of ones that are not maybe the full-time roles of project manager, but it's important for those your directs to do it. So your supply chain managers, your engineering managers, these all deal with projects in uh, certain ways, day in, day out. These projects are usually about a people plan, a cost saving, a lean improvement, an engineering small project. The manager's got their name next to the uh, the top of the list that says they're responsible for it. And they usually sign up to a delivery date at that point. Now, the first error, error is that the projects is poorly scoped uh, or if scoped at all and are defined anywhere not near the detail that it needs to be. So the definition of the project is very woolly and very kind of fluid. Basically, uh, there are no more uh, than a problem statement or a cost out idea. They haven't really had that deep dive 
to make a project charter to make it fit correctly to what you want to do. Now, secondly, the fact that the wrong person might have just taken on that project and have now put their names against it. So there's lots of people who are real good people pleasers and want to say, yes, boss, I'll take that project on. Yes, I'll take that on. They feel that they have to fill the silence and take the project on. And they're not necessarily the right people for those projects. And thirdly, the person who has the say uh, to manage that project properly usually has no project management experience or knowledge. So really what they may be signing up with a lot of intention, but they don't really understand. It's a bit of a stab in the dark when it comes to the project plan that they're going to uh, put in place. So no wonder these projects are at best late and in worst never delivered. So what can we do? Well, guess what? Here comes the steps. So first step, train the team in defining a project. What it is, what is the project that they're actually doing? What does the charter look like? So it's a good idea to look at a project charter, which lays out the basis of what that project is, what you're trying to achieve, what are the savings, what is around in and out of the scope. What are the timelines? So when you're looking at a project charter, you're talking about your timelines, what's going to be delivered by when, and of course, then you're looking at the of by who. So what team is needed? So you're scoping it out. So why don't you train your team to define the projects well? Second point is to separate an idea session out from a project. There's lots of great ideas that fly around in businesses. And the idea of claiming every single one of those is going to be a project would just be foolhardy. So have a separate session where there's a blue sky thinking or whatever you want to call it. And you get those ideas out. And then from then, you can then boil those ideas into a project as the future goes on. But again, make sure there's a separate idea. And then the third point is to train the project owners their roles and responsibilities. So who, what, when and where is very common in project management. So when you're training your people, how how do you make sure that they've got the ownership? Do they know the role and responsibilities? Do they know the difference between being accountable and being responsible? Third, uh, sorry, fourth point is to scope out the project. So we've got the learnings of how to do it. We've done our ideation sessions. We're now looking at how do we get that project uh, to be scoped correctly. So they take the time at this point to get that foundations right, to understand the approach you need to do to get the scoping correct before you even start doing the project. And at this point, when the scoping starts to happen and you've got your charter, there may be a point where the project stops because there isn't actually enough for it to be done. And it's best to do this at the start than to put a lot of work in and then find out you don't actually have a project at the end of it. And at this point, it's good to have a gated process. So at the point of you've got the scope is to try and get a gate in the process to make sure that the projects are right. And this again is taking time, but will deliver results. And sometimes that little bit more time at this point will allow you to get to a better place in the future. So when you're going into the gated process, it's involving other people to read the charters, to look at the scoping document and to critique it. A little bit like your Dragon's Den. Is this project actually worth doing? And it's good having a multiple layer of gates. So you have, have a first gate, second gate. So make sure you really are ready with those projects. And then when you've gone through all that, it's now time to set some realistic goals and timelines. And ask twice. You know, it's always worth asking, you know, are you okay with that date when you start to set these into your realistic plans? And if the person says yes, you sort of go back and go, are you sure this is a deliverable date that you're going to put your name to? And it's okay at that point for those people to say, no, actually that date isn't working and it'll be pushed back. 
Now you're going to hold those people to account in the future because at this point you've got a really solid plan. So you're giving them the confidence to say no, but also they need to know that they need to deliver on the dates that they actually say yes to. And then get your progressive meetings in. So set yourself up some time as a leader to look at the projects. You might not be the project manager. You may be a sponsor. So again, from a different level as a sponsor, you're looking at what that project's going to be doing, but you're not going to be doing it. You've still got people who are accountable and responsible. You're going to be owning it at a higher level and making sure that it goes through the processes and delivers at the end, because that's what these projects are about. It's not the process of doing the project, it's the delivering the results. And really, the last piece of advice on this is to make sure you're going slowly, slowly to catch the monkey, if you like. You know, the small number of projects, a slow, deliberate process will be much better than trying to do a double or treble the projects and then not delivering any of them in the full um, scope that you want to do. So let's just recap what you've got to do. It's going to be about training to make sure people are aware of how to define a project. It's going to be separating out ideas from projects. It's going to be making sure the owner know their roles and responsibilities. It's scoping a good project. It's putting in gates. It's setting realistic and honest timelines. It's putting in progressive meetings. And it's taking your time to do small projects a bit at a time to deliver the big results. Well, thanks for listening. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works. You have the context of how it deliver results to you. You have a step-by-step guide. Now it's up to you to take action and start seeing the benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.